Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The bloodline appear to be done. We are entering bloodline civil war. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of WWE Night of Champions, or if you are watching from the States, Afternoon of Champions. Oh, I suppose that's a good shout, actually. And in some cases, it would have been a morning of champions. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment down below with what you thought of the show, and get in those ultra chats. Oosie chats. Oosie chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll be reading out every single one of them over five of your US dollars before the end of the show. Apparently we've had quite a few already because the Bloodline stuff is exciting again. Yeah, it had its sort of like month and a half break when Roman took a month and a half break and it was spinning its wheels for a little bit. And he just didn't lose the title didn't. at WrestleMania. That's also part of the mm-hmm. the break, I suppose. And then we're just like, I, I guess we could just do the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy again. Well, well, well why not? And they did that. And then... I think a lot of us were getting a bit of bloodline fatigue. I think a lot of that is he did not lose the titles at Mania. And then it was, oh, we're just doing the same story, but again now. And I've already seen the heroes win. But with Riddle. Yeah. Like you've you've been <laughs> added in now. I mean I like I like you, but you weren't you weren't part of any of this. I mean, he did get taken out by Solo last year, but no one really remembers. I think that. we all kind of moved past that. We had moved past it pretty yeah. much, but they're like, "No, you're also part of this now." Mm. And then he was then not a part of it after the uh, the six man tag at Backlash, which of course the Usos won. Uh, which sort of, I think, I actually think that the, the month and a half gap that we had uh, where where Roman took a, his holiday did a bit of damage to Kevin and Sammy. I yeah, did a bit yeah, of damage to yeah. the, the tag tiles and did some damage to the bloodline. But the second that Roman got back, all of a sudden, it was one angle, and it was him bumping into Solo and then being really apologetic about it, or being like, oh, sorry there, bud. I was like, oh, oh, the story is? Yes, yeah. you're, no, you're right. <laughs> yes, no, you are correct. The story is good, isn't it? Yeah, because it there are more ways to go, and WWE do seem to want to go there. It's just... You just stalled for a month and a half. That's it. And like, I feel, I think a few people have said, "Oh, look at you, you fickle bastards!" Like now, the story you, you're always saying that it's good again. Now it was always like just the fact that it had a really good angle last night mm. does not negate the month and a half of bad storytelling. It's just that it was really good pre WrestleMania. 
WrestleMania was a bit of a road bump, then it was rubbish for a month and a half, and now it's great again. It's like before Triple H got the book ready. I, I sort of date the modern greatness, like the real true, and I'm genuinely serious about this, HBO level quality storytelling from the Bloodline saga. The Sopranos, the Wyatt, feels like that meaty. I date that from Night, not Night of Champions, that's literally that was last, last night. night. Clash at the Castle with the addition of Solo. Like, that's when it was like, ooh, because then after that, you've got the War Games match. Sammy really, really gets hot. You've got the angle after the Rumble, which had those brilliant segments, like the trial of Sammy Zayn building up to that. Then you had Elimination Chamber. Incredible. And the Rumble match in between there, where they, they kicked the removal yes. of Sammy from the yeah, bloodline. Yeah. And then you had, of course, the WrestleMania 39 night one main event. It's like, oh my God, this is all crescendoing in the best way. And and then that, but like you know, you said there's a month and a half that's not quite good there. Well, it was about a year. Yeah, <laughs> it was about a year before that uh, clash at the castle bit, where it yeah. was also just treading water. Yeah, it really was. Sort of like at the end of the pandemic era into the the live events return. There's the still, Brock Lesnar infinite yeah, match. The and Vince his, era, like yeah. Brock Lesnar wins the WWE title, but then loses it, but then wins it again, so we can reunite. Mm -hmm. the, we can unite the titles. <laughs> a decision that was a last minute call because Roman got ill for day one. And they were like, oh, well, we'll just put the title on Brock Lesnar and then we'll mm. unify the titles at WrestleMania. What we know that? Don't know. But we'll figure that out <laughs> when we get to it. And then two years later, oh, we'll create a new world title. That's what we'll do. Well, you know, typical, typical Smarks. We've uh, really enjoyed the show. We've just spoken about how we haven't enjoyed the, but the I, more I, recent I times. But I think you do have to yes, sort of like establish that because that is context for, I think, then how important last night's angle feels. Because last night's angle, and you know, people might have seen already, there's a link to it in the video description down below. Mm -hmm. We had a, a party for this. We had a watch-along party down at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. And this Jimmy super-kicking Roman Reigns, the place went banana, as Pat Patterson would have once said. Including me, because if you watch that video, you can see me in the background jumping up and down with everyone. Mm. And I'm like, I'm celebrating, I'm hugging people when Sammy and KO pick up the win. It was genuinely like this, I, I, I sort of, this is what I said in the news, this cathartic moment mm. of like, it took me back to January of when this was the best story in professional wrestling. And I was really excited for it again. That does not negate the, the month and a half of badness that we've had between Mania and this, or the, the month, the year of badness that we had pre-Triple H taking over the book. It's just, this is the, the next excellent chapter, but it's a chapter that probably should have happened directly after WrestleMania. It's just that we were treading waters while Rome was taking time off, but now we're here. So we're here and we've done this chapter and I'm so excited for it. So let's talk about what happened. The main event was super... Sorry, before we go any further, you have the tiniest eyelash. Just that. Do you want me to get it for yeah, you? Get it for Make a wish. There it is. Thank you, bud. Do you, oh, it's gone. No, you lost it. Well, now I can't make a wish. Oh crap! Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the mat, the match itself, the main event, which was Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa going for the undisputed tag team titles of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, was extraordinary in its own right. Really so good match. Good. Like uh, uh, just just having Roman out there first off, just he's another level. I said this, obviously I was just like, you know, in amongst uh, the, the people while we were watching this match. And no one was like, you know, people were, were talking to me and asking sort of my opinions and stuff like that. But we were just watching Roman make his entrance. And then he was just there and he was sort of, you know, looking at, at Sammy and stuff. And it was like that sort of momentary moment, like when he was just stalling around the ring. 
And I just to myself out loud went, he's perfect. Yeah. He's just perfect. He yeah, there's a lot of walking round the ring, stalling, grinning in that like <laughs> But then all of a sudden, huh, now I'm angry. Yeah. Why are the crowd doing this? He is just on another he is greatness on another level. He is Gotal. Um so the start of the match as well, people didn't t- like touch for ages. I think it went about two, three minutes before there was an actual lockup or a move because it was just the pacing around the ring, someone getting out, stalling, our tagging Sammy, uh, Roman tags out, you know, all that stuff. And it's just Roman soaking up all this heat. He was just so great. At it. Like, on so a Goddle level. It was on a Goddle level. And it was because... They make the, the bloodline make their entrance first, and then Sammy and KO come out, and it was quite a surreal experience mm. to be seeing Sammy Zayn at a Saudi show and seeing Kevin Owens uh, at a yeah. Saudi show as well, because like you know he, I mean he did the first one, but then stopped doing them in solidarity with with his brother in in Sammy Zayn, and you know Brian Danielson also refused to do them as well because they rejected it. John Cena then stopped doing them as well because it would have harmed his career in Hollywood. There's the reported reason, but. The, the the tensions between Saudi Arabia and Syria have now diminished. They're all, they're on okay terms. It's all fixed. It's I hear. all fixed. Yeah. So Sammy was able to do this, and I'd never really thought about how important that then would be mm. for Sammy. Yeah. Because like, I always just thought it was like he was just you know oh well I don't want to do it anyway because you know tensions this and the other. But no, he got there, and it was like this. The crowd was so excited to mm. see him, and he was so excited to see them. And he did his introductions for him and KO in Arabic. And it really, like, there was this moment of, like, and he was in tears mm. of, like, how emotional this all was. It was genuinely beautiful. I was caught by surprise. I mean, I was, you know, privately very cynical. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, he's a tag team champion. How, how good were those last three years of moral posturing then? How, you know, it, it feels like someone's gone back on a moral stance that they made. So when it happened, and it was so affecting in a sincere way as well. Like not in a WWE forefront of change. Here's some women in a T-shirt. It felt like, felt really well done and well-meaning and well-intentioned. And almost reconciling in a way of all the bad feelings. Not, of course, it's not completely fixed. It's still hugely morally complicated. Um, but it just felt like, Felt like a bit of a release of tension from all those years. It totally caught me by surprise. And then I just thought, and I said it in my review, oh my God, Triple H is even good at sports washing. <laughs> because it still is. It's a categorically paid for show by the Saudi government to make them look good abroad. Yeah. And that's what this did. And it like, did. But, but the WWE have not done that. It's just been very transparent. You know, the jokes about Jeddah, Riyadh, what a beautiful city, hasn't worked. But this was, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That WWE are doing something really important right now. Yeah. It's funny. So Dan Layton shared this story uh, on the live reactions yesterday, mm. but he was in a country that was uh, next to Saudi Arabia. They are connected. And it was when, uh, during the first women's match that they had on one of the Saudi shows. And he was speaking to someone from the area and he said, like, you know, this must be a really huge deal. Like, this must be a really pivotal moment because this is what WWE is saying. We're at the forefront of change. Women are getting to wrestle on the show. And the person said, no one cares. Mm. Yeah, it, it, re- it literally means nothing to us. Well, judging by the crowd reaction for the women's matches. Still, so still, still, it, it still st- doesn't. Still disinterested. But Sammy... They were oh. very, very happy to see oh. Sammy, and I was very happy to see Sammy as well. And when he was doing his ring introductions in Arabic, Roman literally went, what? Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. And that was my moment where I was like, 
Oh, he's perfect. Yeah. He's absolutely perfect. So really good tag match. Went 25 minutes. Loads of great spots. The interactions between Sammy and Roman in particular were very, very good. Like charged and all that stuff. Um, and then comes the finish. Roman Reigns accidentally spears Rudy Charles, the referee. And somehow blames him for it. Yeah. What are you doing, Rudy <laughs> Charles? Spears the referee out of his boots. Like, there are, there's a ref bump, which is a tink, and then the person falls down. And this, which is a bosh. It's ref death. <laughs> it was ref death. And he gets up, looks at Roman, and looks at Paul, and he's like, what was he doing? <laughs> what, was he, what was he playing at? Um, it's always someone else's fault for <laughs> Roman. And that allows the Usos to come in, and they start... Super kicking Sammy because Kevin Owens has taken it outside. But unbeknownst to them, Solo Sokoa has got in the ring. He's he's ready to get behind Sammy, but Sammy ducks. They both super kick Solo. Roman sees this and he's like, what are you guys doing? Starts pushing Jimmy's face and then he starts pushing Jay's face. And then out of nowhere, Jimmy Uso super kicks Roman Reigns in the face. No one saw it coming. Well, Brandon saw it coming because exactly before the match started, he went, um, "Jimmy's, I think Jimmy's going to turn on Roman. And I was like, don't be ridiculous, Brandon. You know nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, exactly what happened. It was exactly what happened. But like everyone that was in the crowd, like we, oh, yes. went, like, we lost our minds at what happened. And it was like, and I think it's a, this is a really good misdirect. Mm. This whole two year plus story we've all been saying like it's building to jay doing the turn it's building to jay doing the turn it's building to jay doing the turn jay versus roman at SummerSlam. like that's the match that we need to build to like that's the one it started with jay mm -hmm. and roman we need to get back to jay and roman and in all of that jimmy and we've even thought about this on podcast jimmy has been the forgotten part of this storyline because jay has got his stuff sammy had his stuff even solo had his stuff and of course roman's got his stuff but jimmy was just happy to be there he was you know just hand doing handshakes with sammy <laughs> and stuff but in you know since the they lost the tag titles it's still been the focus is on jay and it's pleading to jay and it's you know i i acknowledge sammy's it i acknowledge you jay and that was all the misdirect for it to be jimmy the one to pull the trigger and super kick roman and in saying so said to his brother jay I'm going to do what you should have done a long time ago. Which, in a nice way. In a nice way. But yeah. like, I mean, so Jimmy has known they should have been doing this all along, but he's just been playing along because he doesn't want to upset. And even when they did that, Jay was still conflicted over what to do. Mm. He did not know. He still cannot pull the trigger. He has seen Sammy turn on Roman. He has seen Jimmy turn on Roman. And he still cannot do it. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really great complex character work from Jay. Over the last month and a half, it feels like it's been a bit repetitive, almost, you know, got a bit annoying. But over, hopefully we can get back to the place where it was before where he was conflicted uh, because <clears throat> that wasn't me choking up. That was just because we've had so much salty food today. Yeah, uh, trying to re uh, recovering from last night, <laughs> although we didn't have a drop of alcohol between yeah. us. Uh, we were doing a lot of talking last night. Uh, the, it's... What it is, is it's a, it's a portrayal of an abusive relationship. And even though everyone is saying to Jay, you've got to get out. Here's the door. I've just opened it really wide for you. Roman's on the floor. You can walk out. It's not that easy. Sammy's done it for him. Jimmy's done it for him. His own brother now. And he still can't do it. Yeah. Because at one, Jay's face on that first super kick is almost a smile. 
but it could also be confused com- like oh my god what have you done jimmy uh dan layton said on the live reactions emmy award nominee jay Uso. i think that's a bit much I think we should start a campaign. I really think that's a bit why a bit not? Of a stretch. Why not? This Luke? is not succession. <laughs> this is it's not, better. It's not though. It. I, I'm look. This is great. Dot 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 for professional wrestling. Well, then you just it's the Emmys. Make a new category. WWE do it all the time. Best emotional <laughs> performance in a WWE show goes to WWE. That I could get on board with. A WWE endorsed award. The, the Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And it goes to John Moxley. <laughs> oh no, we've made a huge mistake. Uh, but Jay, that yeah, the, he's sort of conflicted. And he goes towards Roman after the second kick, where Jimmy has you know beautiful line, "I got you" as well. Like, I don't worry, brother, I'm here for you. And Jay looks like he's going to reach down and pick Roman up. Like he could, he could be going to to kick him himself, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it. it. Feels more like, "Oh, Roman, are you okay?" And it's up to Jimmy to then usher Jay away from him. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's astoundingly nuanced. It's so, so good. Because the reason why this storyline has been so great, and I think the reason why the storyline has captured the, the imagination of wrestling fans, I and mean, you know, like we were saying then, we've had like loads of Ultra Chats on this, and we do mm. always get loads of Ultra Chats in when there's a big bloodline angle, because it's the thing that people want to talk about. When we were there at the Long Arm Pub yesterday, that, this is the thing that people wanted to ask me about, mm. was like, what do you think is happening in the main event? Do you think they win in tag titles? Do the Usos turn? And people, like, honestly, as that main event started, I had six different people turn to me and say, like, I think this could happen. Mm. What do you think of this angle? What do you think of this idea? Everyone's got their own thing, and the reason why is because it's so multi-led and so multifaceted. It's a really well-constructed wrestling angle. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant story that's got loads of great characters, loads of great mo- uh, moments in there, and loads of levels and nuance, as you say. There's, um, you know, a, a one working theory is that the reason why Jay is trying to not do, not turn on Roman, and is, you know, the protecting of Jimmy and everything, is that he's seen Roman's wrath. Mm. Because he's had the two matches with him, or the mm-hmm. three matches. He had the Hell in the Cell match. He knows what levels Roman could go to if you're not on his side. So he is still trying to protect Jimmy from doing it. So when Jimmy attacks him, it's not like, why did you turn on a bro? It's like, why did you do that? Because now he's going to come after you. And I, you know, Tom Campbell from Cultolic can say that he came up with that theory on mm. his own, but I think I came up with it on my own and I didn't read it on his Twitter feed. So if he wants to send a new lawyers after me, he can do. <laughs> but you know, I'm not saying I did see it on his Twitter feed, but I think it's a very good, yeah. you know, it's, 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 an, it's an incredible storytelling. Mm. The, so where do we go next? Because originally this Friday's Smackdown was going to be the thousand day celebration of Roman Reigns' title reign. Uh, I don't think it's going to go as celebratory as we thought before last night. Yeah, Heyman's tweet was like, we will discuss this in detail uh, mm-hmm. on Friday. Which is just like, that's what's been missing from the TV. These really soap opera style segments. Yeah. Now the trial of Sami Zayn is... That's up there with some one of my favorite in-rings non-wrestling segments of all time. It was so good. Uh, Sammy's promo before Elimination Chamber. Just the, you know, the so oozy bits. And the, when the bloodline yeah. are in the ring doing their story. When they're behind the scenes doing their storytelling. You know, and just like the little backstage bits. When they're in the ring, it's great. 
They just need Roman around more. That's the problem. <laughs> is this storyline doesn't work when Roman's not mm. there. It can be off for like a week, two weeks maybe, but not not large expanses the, of time. The length of time, I think. And that's what sort of stagnated this story <clears throat> uh, somewhat. But like, my, my hope is that this killer angle, to capped off a brilliant pay-per-view as well, can be that kickstart into the story where we thought it was going to be going after WrestleMania as opposed to stalling 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 and then we get to it i'm 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 so into i'm so into it i can't wait to watch smackdown yeah uh rikishi has tweeted of course uh jimmy and jay's father rikishi that's right isn't it yeah i'm so confused by the anawaii dynasty sometimes who's related to who and how who's a brother who's a cousin who's just some mate that (laughs) that actually apparently counts as a a blood uncle i remember samoa joe on uh talk is jericho who was pre him joining wwe was like yeah i'm an odd i'm an odyssey in wrestling i'm a samoan guy and i'm not related to anyone (laughs) (laughs) and but yeah rikishi might show up he's sort of tweeted i think that would be a great idea yeah um because then roman can beat up jimmy's dad yeah well, I, I said this in the news episode that we're coming out later on the Rest Talk News channel. I was like, I would love for Rikish to be part of the storyline. A, I'm an Attitude Era guy, so mm-hmm. just seeing big Keish back on TV is always great. But B, the idea of Roman Reigns taking a stink face is really hilarious. Also, if, uh, you know, you do the beat up Roman and Solo, throw him out. Oh, lights go down. <laughs> they do Jimmy, the- Jay and Rikishi. They do the dance. Doing the dance. So to answer the question of, of what's next that we've got on the uh, the thumbnail before we get into your Uzi chats... Um, you know, there are sort of some reports. Uh, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer said that the sort of, you know, the theory, the sort of idea is Roman's advertised for money in the bank and he's going to be defending the titles. That's not mm-hmm. Dave saying he is defending the titles, just like that's one of the ideas that's being presented. Could be against Lashley or one of the Usos. But the other pitch, which came from Worked Wrestling, is that it's the tag matcher, Money in the Bank, mm. the Usos versus Roman and Solo. But that is then two straight pay views with no title defense for Roman. But you do have a brand new secondary yeah. title that can be the world title match on that show. I don't. Th- I, I quite like the idea of Roman not defending that much at all. Like three, four title defenses a year. I think as well, him going into just... Uh, like if he just goes into a few with Lashley, it then detracts from the story that mm. we're telling with the Usos. Yeah. We're actually better off just sticking this within the bloodline. It's, it's tried and tested. The title isn't the draw. The storyline and the characters are the draw. And this is not a title feud. The title's part of the context, but it's not the be-all and end-all. So I think even if Roman had lost the belts at WrestleMania, which is probably why he should have, this would still be just as compelling and pulling in the exact same amount of TV ratings or pay-per-view watches. It is interesting. One of the other things I was asked a lot yesterday was like, who do you think Roman loses the title to now? And I suddenly just was like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm really not bothered about who takes the title anymore because that's not the thing I'm interested in. I kind of want Prom Breaker now for some <laughs> reason. Um, good. I just had a thought then as well. Solo's dad, Rikishi. Yes. And there's another Fatu. Yeah, Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu in, um, in MLW. Yeah. But yeah, like, so you got the Usos on one side mm. and Solo on the other. You think he's going to do Rick, the dance? Ricky, is she trying to lure Solo onto, onto their side of the family, lure him away from Roman? I saw a few people mention that it's odd how Heyman introduced Solo Sakura as just Solo. I had a worry they're trying to change his name. Or, yeah, hopefully it's Solo Sakura, but maybe it's a little bit of a sprinkling of foreshadowing by Heyman, which he solo. is very, that's a very Heyman train, yeah. trait. Yeah. Uh, or th- th- one more pitch from me. 
Jay wins Money in the Bank. Yeah, well, uh, yes, if you don't do the tag match and you have Jay in there instead. Not the worst idea in the world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, let's get over to our Usi chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. And there are a bunch so far. Gabriel Reyes, member for 22 months in a row. Really wish one day I can travel to the UK to join you all in a watch along. Seemed like a great night. Really increased my enjoyment of the show. These are chats missed from our stream last night. Swain So Sour, member for 19 months. First show in years where I've enjoyed every single match. 10 out of 10 PPE. Uh, it's premium live event, PLE. Uh, glad I got um, to watch he, with you guys. I've had a really good mask on. PPE was the stuff from the pandemic exactly. that we all talked about. Now give me Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. Thank you. Well, Gossip, thank you, Wrestle Talk. Thank you. Uh, Daniel Rahil, we can call him Daniel. He's already allowed that. Daniel here again. What a finish. And now, even though I said Gunther to beat Roman for the titles, but now it has to be Jay and also do it solo Roman versus Usos at Money in the Bank, then Jay Roman at SummerSlam. So Jay wins the titles, makes perfect three year ending to the story. Wow, that would be a huge way to catapult Jay Uso into stardom. Yeah, it would do, yeah. I, I, you know, I think one of the, the the criticisms that this this storyline has had, at least you know, from from viewers we've got had on this channel, is that this storyline hasn't elevated anyone. It's, mm. But you know, I've always made the argument it's elevated Jay and it's elevated elevated, you know, certainly Jay. And I think now this angle is is elevating Jimmy as well. I'd but, say Sammy and Solo. But I was going to say Solo. 
I think Sammy now feels so much bigger than he did pre-Bloodline. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. I, I think that it has done wonders for others. By the way, all those chats, because they were from the stream last night, all of that money will go towards women in sport. We're a charity uh, helping women get into sports and the sport industry, which we raised $1,500 for yesterday. Thank you to everyone yes. who sent in uh, an ultra chat yesterday on uh, the live stream reactions and who uh, purchased a ticket for the raffle uh, live in the building at the Long Island Pub and Brewery to win a signed Jam That Championship, mm. won by the Decadane. Uh, and it was, yeah, lovely to see so many people donating to such a great charity. This is on the subject of the bloodline, so today's podcast. Charles Berg says, very fun show with an electric crowd, and even though they disappointed me not by not booing me, I still got booed in the chats. And an ultra chat booing me, so a win's a win. Jimmy Superkicking Roman was also a very cathartic moment. Jam that jam. Maybe next time. <clears throat> Matt Hennessy says, when Sami Zayn turned face and left the bloodline during the build to WrestleMania, one of the promos he did always stuck uh, with that he said to Jay. Family doesn't test your loyalty every single week. They don't make you jump through hoops just to prove your worth. I've seen a lot of people say this, and I agree. Sami Zayn's rise has been the greatest success of the Trips era of WWE. He has headlined five of the last six WWE premium live events. Yeah, the only one being the Rumble. I hadn't even thought. And he was a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's also night two of Mania. Yeah, could also be included. Yeah, that's a really, it's a really like... Uh, Strong record there. Uh, and now holds a victory over Roman Reigns. Zayn, Zayn's two goals when he left the bloodline was to take them down and see them crumble. Sammy succeeded in his goals. He beat Roman in the end. We're getting bloodline civil war, and I see us getting four big matches from it. Jimmy versus Roman at Money in the Bank, which will be the night Jay sides with Jimmy. Sending up Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam, which then leads to the Usos versus Reigns and Solo at the premium live event after SummerSlam or the next Saudi show leading to Solo versus Roman at Survivor Series. Come Mania 40, when Roman fights Cody, he will be a chief without a tribe. It will lead to Reigns' downfall. The only problem I've got there is that you you really had me until you put Cody in it. I'm not bothered anymore. Yeah, I'm over that now. I'm actually, I'm so over it. I finished my story <laughs> on WrestleMania, if they still think they're telling theirs. Only thing I would have changed about last night I would have had Sammy pin Roman. You can't pin Roman, that's the problem. I would have. That's what I just said. <laughs> but I think you're, you're telling the story that he's gone like, you know, because it, he's a thousand days of champion, but hasn't been pinned in like 1,200 days or something, not some nonsense like that. So I don't think you just throw away something like that. It's but, not thrown away. But, it's much, but, only, but yeah, but then you've got to set up another match that you can't do. What that you've got? You, I, I they're would on say different it's... brands. And well, well <laughs> these are the rods they I'm I'm gonna argue from the rules that they make. They make these rules that means they, they can't do these certain things. Sammy can travel between both brands, kind of, because he's a tag undisputed tag champ. And I think Jay and Jimmy then not just drafted. Not just contributing I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy and Jay contributing not just to that loss, but to Roman losing is far more like it makes it should make Roman far angry. I agree, but because of the structure <laughs> of the company and the way they tell their stories, you can't do it. Ben Vlerick, what's next for the undisputed title? Granted, Reigns doesn't defend at every pay per view. Still, how's he going to make it to next Mania without the Usos? Plus, Reigns' confidence must be at an all time low, while paranoia at an all time high. 
Now's the time to take him down. Of course, he'll be busy dealing with the Usos, but it'd be crazy in kayfabe if no superstar doesn't take advantage of it. Do you think a cash-in on a broken reins could work, or should his first loss be clean as a whistle? These questions could have been avoided if he wasn't the top champion anymore, but now, if nobody goes after him and his titles, it will just make the whole entire locker room look like absolute fools. His next defense should be interesting whenever it may be. Whenever it may be is the question. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you're right there. All this great work elevating Roman has come at the expense of the rest of the company. Yeah. But like the rest of the company's performance, the company itself is the hottest it's been in Got recent memory. Yeah, I mean, like it's that chat we had earlier that said that Sammy is like the greatest, you know, accomplishment of the Triple H era. I think it's probably his only accomplishment of the Triple H era. Cody, notwithstanding, because I think he did a very good job with Cody for a brief period of time. Rear and Dom, come on. Oh, actually, you yeah, know, I'll give you a Rear and Dom. And I think you know, I the Bloodline saga got extraordinary at clash of the castle yeah when he took over i i, I think he so not he just elevated. sammy i think triple h has really yeah, sorted out the yeah. whole bloodline story on roman yeah i'll give you that or at least facilitated them to make it mm. really really work cobb fantasy booking time one solo roman versus usos at money in the bank two roman faces both usos in singles matches three Roman causes Solo to leave the group as well. On the same day you hear, wrestling has more than one royal family. Cody faces Roman when he's all alone. He's on a different brand. That's the other... Th Survivor Series. <laughs> he's on a different show now. And again, and it, and it, if he wins money in the bank. And he, what, he cashes in on Roman? Then does announces he just move, a cash in Does he just advance? move to SmackDown? Yeah. I mean, I suppose you can do. Or, but, then, but then what was the point of the draft? Or just bring all the belts back in. You're getting so caught up on this whole draft thing. WWE isn't. Yeah, do you know what? I am, I am my own worst enemy in this one. I am trying to make this make sense, even though they clearly don't care. AJ Nebula. Hey, guys, never get to watch live because of college class, but I finally get to make it. So cool. Question. Do you think Jimmy is the one to beat Roman? P.S. I really want to know if Tempest has hair under the mask. Well, he has it here. Mm. And he has it here. Yeah. And he has it here. But he doesn't have it. Yeah, mm. it's very interesting for mm. uh, audio listeners who won't know where you pointed to. <laughs> but he has it here. <laughs> uh, and I don't think Jim is the one, though. No, I don't think so either. Jay, I think, is is probably the answer. Um, but I, I, I've been saying for a while, I, I could never see Jay as a universal champion. The guy to like carry, mm. the, like uh, Cody, 100% as the top guy to carry the company. I never thought Jay was that guy. But then you got two titles, it doesn't matter as much. So you can put it on Jay. It's what it's what you do with Jay after that, because I don't feel Jay probably just gets the Kofi run. The Rock. I was wondering if Solo will turn on Roman due to Roman dedicating the tag match to the Wild Samoans elders, and Solo was sent by them. Also curious as to why Roman is cautious of Solo now. I think too. he always has been. Yeah. Because he knows how dangerous Solo can be. Roman's worried about everyone around him. Mm. Oh, that's why he's such a compelling character. Rodrigo Abreu has become a member. Thank you. Uh, they say, Jimmy's super kicking Roman was like a shot of adrenaline in the soul of the story. Keep up the good work and cheers. Thoughts on the Spider-Man 2 game? I've not played it. Well, it's not out yet. It, right. won't, it won't be out for, uh, for a little while yet. But they, they released a, a big like 10 minute long uh, gameplay trailer for it uh, at the Sony Expo, or the online expo thing they did uh, last week. 
Uh, I think it looks dead good. Uh, I the last I, one was brilliant. Last one was brilliant. Uh, I here's my here's my big issue. My big controversial take I had about the Spider-Man game that was on the PlayStation Four is that all of the stuff that you can unlock, all the extra gadgets and stuff and all that stuff, is completely pointless because you can beat the game without it. So that is just time wasting mechanics. It's one of the few games that I did every single thing. So I unlocked everything. I did every little extra it was bit. Once I realized that I didn't need any of them, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to bother. Mm. I'm just going to complete the storyline. But I think like the, the, the all the Venom <laughs> stuff looks, or the symbiote suit stuff look, looks awesome in it. I love that it's Craven the Hunter being, like Craven coming to hunt Lizard around uh, New York. I think that's a brilliant mm. uh, story. Um, and yep, I, I text this to Tempest and the day that it came out, I said, Peter's Venom. I think that's going to be the big reveal. There is no Eddie Brock. There's no Flash oh, Thompson. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Pete. <laughs> no, saying, does, does he look like Venom? I no, I think that's the reveal. Is oh. that Peter has the symbiote suit, and the symbiote suit turns him into Venom, as opposed to the symbiote suit going on to Eddie Brock and becoming mm. Venom. And you're the final battle is you as Miles fighting against Peter. Oh, Venom. cool! Very nice. That's my that's my yeah. bold prediction. Uh, and finally, for now, for the chat, we'll do the rest later. Hopstop says, Hey guys, I've thought this would happen ever since they began building the tension with Roman and Jimmy after Mania, and I think it is all leading to Roman versus Jimmy at Money in the Bank, mirroring in some way Jay versus Roman. Thoughts? It could work. Mm. Either that or you do the tag match. Because I think the tag match is like having Jay on the opposite side of the, the ring to Roman, I think it'd be really interesting. Right, so this pay-per-view started off with Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. And watching it, really good match. Nice story that Seth told at the end, Seth won. And it finished, and I was like, great match. Lovely. Great match. Very well worked, apart from one bit. Uh, very professional. It was slightly better than I thought it was. Oh, it was It was about the quality I was expecting it yeah, to be. Oh, yeah, 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 just slightly. Yeah. yeah. But then by the end of the night, I totally forgot about it. It's the secondary title. I, it's, it's a title that really doesn't feel like it means a whole hell of a lot. I, I think they're going to have to work really hard to make this feel like a credible world championship because I, I don't think it does. And having it like, and it had to open the show because you had to end with uh, the mm. bloodline. But then that brings up the point. Why have you got a secondary title then? <laughs> why did you just, if, if the bloodline can exist by itself, yeah. why did you keep all the titles in that storyline? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I didn't so much mean about the championship. Mm, okay, I meant more as in the match. Oh, I see what you mean. It was just like it was a more broadly a forgettable match. But it was a good. I mean, it was a solid match. Really good. Good match. I don't think I would say that it was it was forgettable like that because by the end of it, I was still like, I mean, when the, you know the, the debates that people were having in the building, uh, you know, amongst the the patrons we had there was, was it the match of the night? No. But it's I'm, not even close to for, for, I mean I, honestly my match of the night was Gunther Ali I had such a fun time in that then uh, then it's Nata uh, Natalia Ripley, Ripley. Yeah, easily I loved Cody Brock as goofy as it was it's a Cody match it's what you you pay to what you get the main event the finish of Asuka Belair like oh yeah and there was that Seth Rollins AJ Styles match I get it was at the opener so recency bias but honestly like but I thought everyone else massively over-delivered, and I thought Seth and AJ delivered. Yeah. yeah it did, I'm it surprised did. by that. It, because it's Seth and I, AJ. I know, but I, th I think there's a 
there's a thing within WWE that this just happens. So on Raw, Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura had a match. And it was, I mean, like, I, I, I thought Dan was a bit harsh on this. But he was like, I thought it was actually a bit boring. And, it's, and I was like, I don't think it was boring. It's just, it's not as great as you think it should be. And I feel like that is a real mm. WWE trait where they take like the best wrestlers on the planet, put them in matches, and you go like, that is not as good as it should have been. Do you remember like AJ and Shinsuke's yeah. series of matches? Like, why aren't they as good as they should be? I think, yeah, because that's of like a pre-trips time. Uh, you can always just say Vince, right? But it's confusing to me that it happens now, that this felt like, I think four or five years ago, if we saw this match, we'd be like, oh my God, what an amazing match that is. But because AEW's around and they're putting on such a high quality series of matches on TV every week and just more accessibility to wrestling from all around the world and WWE themselves with people like Gunther and Sheamus and all the Roman stuff and Sammy. It's like this, this it felt a bit dated. I, I mean, I did say to you when we were doing the live stream reactions, uh, Seth Rollins felt like he was wrestling like Will Ospreay, but 50% yeah, slower. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, very well wrestled, solid. Uh, the best stuff really came from Seth selling, where he did a dive outside, tweaked the knee, following an epic brain buster from AJ on the apron. Yeah, wicked. Mm. Um, and Seth sold his knee a lot, and then sometimes he just didn't. And the Seth Rollins way. He went to do the stomp, but his leg collapsed. Bit of drama there, but ultimately he super kicked AJ off a phenomenal forearm, stomped to win. Hit the pedigree and got the stomp. Yes, the and pedigree. then uh, Triple H came in to award him with the, the belt afterwards. I thought it was a very, very good match. Mm. Uh, I thought on paper this was down to be my match of the night, but a lot of things outshone it uh, overall, uh, including you know the the angle that we got at the end of the show. But I thought this was very, very good. Uh, I, 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 you know, not to beat a, bro, a beat a dead horse. I think I have to work very hard to make mm. this feel like a credible championship. Also, now uh, I don't see how Roman could be called the undisputed <laughs> champion. When there's another champion there, I just call him the disputed. Well, yeah, he's like you are a disputed champion. You're no longer (laughs) an undisputed champion. Just because we mentioned it earlier, there was a strange spot where (laughs) where Seth just stomped AJ's beautiful hair. Yeah, I I think maybe AJ was supposed to move, and like that's why Seth was purposely going for for the miss. But AJ didn't move, so Seth just stomped him on his hair, and then AJ just got him and was like. Miss me. <laughs> just it was, it was but, odd. No, but he didn't. Because you and I were saying this yesterday. He he had two options to sell it or not sell it, and he somehow did neither. I don't understand. <laughs> he yeah, it's like a video game character that just <laughs> just like errors. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Uh but yes, very decent match. Um and Seth but very newsworthy. What I liked about this show actually, very, very newsworthy. Absolutely. Furthers the story for every bit of the company even in the one match that i do not think delivered it's certainly newsworthy mm. uh trish stratus took on becky lynch next they really like the costume department of wwe which i imagine the performers have a lot uh the female performers have a lot of involvement with like dictating what they want to wear they are they have really managed to perfect the balance of you know the cultural sensitivities of the area where women's bodies have to be mostly covered but not like before when this started, it was baggy t-shirts and it looked like just just stupid, yeah. really. But now, you know, Becky's out there with the Kill Bill outfit. Yeah. And Trish is out there with a sort of evil version of the Kill Bill outfit. And it took it took me about ten minutes of 
this match to go, oh, because, because they have to have everything covered. I didn't even think about it. One of the, I think, a really interesting thing you can chart is watching the progression of the Saudi shows and go, uh, literally match by match that they've mm. had with women on and see the progression of here is how we, where we've started and where we've arrived. And yeah, you're right. Like this now just feels like it's a character choice as opposed to just being dictated by the culture. I thought it was so, so good. And the, the match itself, I thought they kept it to be as simple as it mm. needed to be. It was it was given time as well. This was a long Trish Stratus match. 15 minutes. Which I think is it's a risky move because she didn't do 15-minute matches when she was uh, wrestling. How old is she? She must be in a... 40s maybe i think i think late 40s is the thing 47 yeah wow and like but that's it they kept it very very simple she just did simple heel maneuvers she did her big she did her trademark spots Mm -hmm. becky bumped around for her kept it very very simple and i was there watching it being like this is good because it's not no one's being embarrassed by this no one is looking foolish in this like you know, I, I one of the things I loved about Becky's go home promo from this is that your biggest fear is that these fans will realize you're not as good as they remember you being. Mm. And I, there is a genuine. You say that, and all of a sudden, people will argue, "Watch be like, oh, maybe she wasn't as good as I remember being." But I think they did a very good job in in covering up some of the the cracks on this. And by the final five minutes, it got damn good. Yeah, and then had a wicked finish. Yeah, it really. It really did like have have a level of scrappy intensity that I think Becky is very very good at, you know where where people are stumbling around and pulling hair, but it doesn't look like it's messy. It looks yeah. like oh my god, they're, they're having a fight. Uh, they traded submissions, so uh, Trish tried to put on the sharpshooter. Becky put on the the, disarmer. the, the walls of Jericho oh, first, the Jericho or the Boston one, yeah. Crab, whatever, and then the disarmer, and then they just yeah they sort of scuffled around and what happened next yeah the summer where the man, man the, slam in the corner yeah, manhandle slam and, and trish got her foot on the ropes and then on the outside so that you know becky sort of rolls to the outside and they she throws uh, trish back mm-hmm. in from under you're right i'll just see what the, the live viewership was that's so eighteen hundred. Oh, nice uh and and just before you know the, as just before trish could, uh, becky get back in the ring Zoe Stark comes from underneath the ring, hits the Z360 or the Z360 as we would call it here, and hits Becky with a move, rolls her in, Stratus Faction, which Trish planted Becky <laughs> with, <laughs> straight into the mat. She's like skidded Becky's head across the <laughs> like canvas. Right into the <laughs> ground. Becky had a busted up nose and everything. It was like the before Survivor series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Trish gets the win. And we've now got this partnership of Trish and Zoe Stark. And I I think Zoe's got so much ups- mm. like she's got so much upside, but she has been resting to crickets the last couple of weeks on Raw. The, the, so the two matches she's had in three weeks. I mean, crickets would be polite, the, the, the silence that she's been resting to. Now she's going to get those reactions yeah. when she goes out on Raw. And I, I think that's a great, great move. Yeah, it's so exciting going forward because Trish gets the heel victory. So I, I want Becky to come back and avenge that. Becky was got a bit of fortunate color at the end there, busted open. I'm like, oh, it's it's literally a blood feud. That that finish and that sort of fortunate accident of busting the nose open has elevated the anger in this a lot. Plus, by the end of it, it's being used as a little Trojan horse to get over a new star. Yeah, love that. Tick, 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 tick. I thought this was awesome. Speaking of awesome. Oh, speaking of <laughs> awesome. There are, there are 
we, we split up the the commentary duties last night on the, the live stream reactions. So you know, like me and you did the uh, did the first match, and then I, me and Dan did the second match. And that's when I got my break, so I got to just you know go and get a drink, or get refreshments, go to the loo and center. And it also meant that I got to stand in with everyone who was in attendance mm. for this match. I'm real glad I got to do it for this match. It was so much fun. It was weird because it's Ali versus Gunther. We were heavily joking about, well, this is a squash if I ever saw one. I said it's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. It's either going to be a 30-second squash. It's going to be Rhea Natalia, or it is going to be a... Uh, Ali gets all the hope spots in, but eventually powerbomb and, and Gunther gets the win. It actually remarkably managed to be better than, than either of those two options. Well, I thought there's also, and I said at the time, the, the Zelina Vega backlash option, where, you know, it's Rhea never is bothered, but actually Zelina gets some decent hope spots, but then Rhea easily beats her. That's like the middle option of that. But Ali got kept on getting more and more and more. And I was like, but Gunther still never seemed in trouble. Really, really well done. It was, I think they did that, that Sami Zayn of all you need is three seconds. Mm. Like you just need that, but, but what if moment. And Ali genuinely had some of those what if mm. moments where there were people in, in that audience, myself included, they were like, Ali's going to win the belt. Yeah, yeah, it was so good, and that is because Gunther's perfect. Gunther <laughs> is a perfect wrestler. Like I, we have been singing the praises of Walter on this channel now for the last seven odd years, but he is just the best to do this sort of thing. There was a moment during this match when he did a move on Ali, and Ali rolled to the outside, and Gunther just posed, and I literally went, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does sort of um, early on when Ali tried to chop him in the corner. Gunther just went, no, mate. And he starts walking towards Harley, arms down, just, no, you effed up. Yeah, uh, I was really good. But uh, oddly, before the match even begun. Um, oh, no, I wasn't going to do that. Oh, bit. Okay. I'll get on to that. <laughs> okay. uh, we had a video package of Ali getting to Saudi Arabia, sort of doing a vlog of, you know, meeting all these people and being honored by certain, I don't know what. And then he goes to Mecca. And he has, you know, quite a profound experience being amongst all uh, all these people. And it's like, I mean, this doesn't feel like the way you've been treated on TV recently. Yeah, I, I based on the, the promo he did on Raw, which was like, oh, I'm not doing this positive Ali thing because no one believes I can beat Gunther. And then Brock Lesnar tells him, get a life. Uh, are we are we dropping all the positive Ali stuff? Are we going to be going in a different direction for, for Mustafa Ali now? Free agent Mustafa Ali, lest we forget? Well, what I think is Brock Lesnar is actually a spiritual leader. <gasps> and when he said, get a life, Ali, Ali was like, I must find a deeper meaning. Brock is correct. Wow. So, I, so I think it's actually Brock's new gimmick. Oh. It's going to be sort of a wise... <laughs> wise man this wise old man that just gives walks past advice. yelling at children get a life kid it seems like abuse but it's actually <laughs> really really it leads you down that path yeah you really good advice to go um but yeah so he kept ali came out super baby face in saudi arabia helped a lot by that video package and introduction um and to balance that <laughs> with the heel presentation granted the people in the audience wouldn't have seen it because it was AR for the unfortunate uh, benefit of people watching at home because AR sucks. It's awful. Were some uh, like red banners yeah. with little insignias, not those insignias, but you know. Yeah. 
yeah. very, very, very fascist. How, how many more accidental Nazi things are we, are we going to do with this character? Well, the, the, the last accidental Nazi thing wasn't in a Gunther no, storyline. No, it was when they were going to name one of his lackeys after yeah. a Nazi general. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was ages ago. <laughs> then, right, then there was the Auschwitz thing. Yeah, but that was it's, separate. <laughs> it's just, how many more? Like, yeah, sure, one is, is something. Sure, you you just Google prison and you just put that into a video package. These things happen. Mm. The third, you're like, how many times can you keep making accidental Nazi things before it's not an accident anymore? I think it's a rib. <laughs> I think I think they're saying, how far can we push this before we get cancelled? Because literally, like we have Vince. Like, <laughs> We're untouchable. We can't. We can do anything. We are untouchable, basically. Our partner company. He was film slapping his wife, <laughs> and then ran a company where other people slap each other. So yes, I wouldn't have done it. Nope. Um, Someone in the chat would be like, "Ah, yes, accidental." Because <laughs> the it's a shame because you know Gunther's whole presentation, Imperium, it is very, it is very Empire referencing well but even but, back in his independent days because they were ring camp yes people used to think that that was a bit too on the nose because of hitler's book and of mind camp so oh, they, yeah. people used to think it's like oh that's a, it's a bit nazi-ish this group and like a lot of people from you know austria and germany were like no no no, no. It's, yeah. it's it's really not connected at all just because that word is the same is like it's not yes in the yeah. presentation everything is completely different but i remember like, having discussions with people on british independences mm. like oh some of the ring camp stuff's made me very uncomfortable but yeah the, like you know there was an austria german uh culture predating 1933 mm -hmm. where you know it is like it's, it's like classic austrian German Empire stuff. Totally, yeah. With the big pointy hats and the like. <laughs> so is that what you're saying? The next thing is to put him in a big pointy hat coming down to the ring. It's not Nazi. <laughs> is it? Did they have no, I think it's World War One where the pointy hats were. <laughs> well, they're not Nazis. German yeah, I suppose like, like Germany and World War One honestly yeah, just they the... got cool pointy hats. Oh well, and World War Two. No, I was going to say yeah. Mm. I think you're going to try and make the argument like Germany weren't seen as the bigger heels, uh, the, the biggest heels that they are have been since World War Two. No, they got a big push. They got a huge push going into World War Two, and have continued to <laughs> in all of Hollywood. What should, what should we have for the villain yeah. for this uh, Captain yeah. America? Yeah. I mean, it could be uh, Russians. No, oh, well, that's good. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Okay, we'll, we'll, that, we'll yeah. have that for everything else we don't <laughs> use these guys for. Yeah, get Ray Winston on the phone. I, can be, I heard he does a flawless <laughs> Russian accent. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Probably a bit too much time on the uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. the th the three seconds of AR. Well, we probably put more talk into it than they put thoughts yeah, into yeah. doing it. Um, so that the actual match though was just just awesome, and it's mostly because Gunther slaps people <laughs> so... and he kicks people. Yep, and he power bombs. People. Imagine wanting to take the belt off of him because you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You want to in fact put more belts on him. Yeah, well, don't give them ideas. <laughs> they do that with other people. Uh, just some of the the, the spots. Uh, the, the the best one was for me Ali going to do a springboard, a top rope springboard off the apron to the inside. And WWE's camera work has gotten really, really good recently. I feel mm. like they're really good at getting those shots where so you don't see the thing coming. And it's just Gunther, big boot over the top rope. 
whacks Ali in the face. And credit to Ali here, he sells that midair like somersault death. Yeah. And they clatters to the floor, and then Gunther's right out there, and he throws him into the, the ring post, and he does another somersault flip. So I'd like, takes two to tango. Ali, Ali is a very good opponent for the size of Gunther. This is why this match for me worked <laughs> so well, is because Ali is very good at that ragdoll selling, yeah, being yeah. thrown around by the big guy. But similarly, Gunther is perfect at selling for the smaller guy. Mm. Like he sells for big guys brilliantly as well because they're just tough dudes that are just hitting each other for realsies. But when he's selling for a smaller guy, it's a different style of selling. And it's that brilliant balance of I am in trouble, but I'm still in control. Mm. I am I'm being worked over, but I'm not really in, in danger. But also I am a little bit. He's just so great at mm. it. Yeah, because we've we've had a lot of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre and Strowman. It's big guys. And you're like, oh, yeah, I love a big guy Gunther match. But actually, there is this whole other area of small guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so really, really good. And Ali just kept on getting these little comebacks. 450 splashes finisher at one point. They were brawling on the top rope. And Ali managed to get out and hit a walking powerbomb. And that's, again, part of that great Gunther selling. Because he was like, this handsome has been like, this is not happening. No way. He's never going, oh, no, wait. No, it is. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, my hands are free. And then he starts to go like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was superb. Couple of really, night. Yeah, really good kickouts as well from Gunther and Ali. Uh, Gunther dodged a 450. Uh, a massive shotgun drop kick. Yeah. Like, because he was angry. <laughs> And then the powerbomb to win. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we got a bit of KO and Sammy backstage. Sammy was just like, well, if we lose it tonight, we had a good run. And Owen's just like, what are you talking about? That's not what you're supposed to say. I don't love their dynamic together. No? No. I, I It does play better on TV, I think. Mm. Uh, Bianca versus Asuka was next. Right, okay, right. <laughs> okay. Before oh, before okay. we get before we get into this match, I'm gonna play a clip from our Wrestle Talk podcast predictions video that went up the other day. Uh, our mics will still be live, so we'll have to remain silent while this is on. Oh, I wasn't on this one though. No, you weren't on this one. Okay. No, um, but I did also pick. But but yeah, but 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 here's what happened on that on that prediction show. I'll go first on this one because I think this is a safe bet. It's Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is. 100% retaining this championship. There is a cat in hell's chance that Asuka is winning this belt. And you can clip this out and play it back. There is no, there is no chance in hell that Asuka is winning this match. Bianca Belair retains. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that Asuka doesn't have a cat in hell's chance of, of winning this belt. It's, it's categorically not happening. Uh, there is no chance in hell that, uh, that Asuka is winning this match. So who won this match? Asuka did. Oh, Asuka did. <laughs> great. And it, it's it's great. And I and I, I love the finish as well. And I'm, I'm really stoked for, for Asuka with the Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown. But all right. <laughs> cool, I guess. Yeah, the, the match itself was the least interesting actual in-ring match of the night. Like, it went, I think it went 15 minutes. Like, that was a long 15 minutes. Yeah. Compared to everything else, which which at least had a bit of story. It felt This felt like a lazy repeat of Mania. Um, and that's where I thought Bella, there's yeah. no way Asuka was winning this. Because this also, it's, <laughs> I thought I had much of a story going into either. Much like the, 
like so i you know i was watching this with you know with some people like in the in the audience and they finished and they were really happy and then someone else was like i hope they could do a story now <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a, i thought this was just a filler opponent to get more days for bianca's reign but as dan pointed out on that prediction show crucially the days don't matter anymore because triple h has got to number one on the list of yeah. What is it? Mo modern it's, women's it's, champions. It's women's champion number of days <clears throat> in the modern era. Mm -hmm. So Bianca Belair is now past that record. She passed that after Backlash. So Dan was like, she doesn't need the belt anymore. So you can just take it off her and put it on Asuka. And I was like, that would be like nonsense. Because that really means that a lot of her title reigns have re really meant nothing. It's just so you can get to a figure. Just been there to get the number up. Yeah. Exactly. And it's actually, it turns out, what it was. Mm. So that's why Bianca Belair never had any stories, because the stories weren't really the end point, point of this. It was just so she could have a big old uh, historic record. It's the opposite of Charlotte Flair. <laughs> where the point of Charlotte's title reigns is to lose them as quickly as possible to increase the quantity of reigns. Mm. Whereas with Bianca, it was to just make one massive reign. So yeah. Is Triple H just trying to do stuff where under his book he can say, well, I had this and I had this and I had this, all the number one? Yeah, probably. I think it's more shrewd political operating from Triple H, trying to get into those history books Yeah, uh, in real time. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, the match was, I mean, to be honest, tedious. It was uh, a bit and, tedious. Until the I, end. Considering that the match was so good at Mania. Mm. Like, I loved the match they had at WrestleMania. I thought their match at WrestleMania was so, so great. That I wasn't as into it. The controversial opinion I had, I thought it was better than Charlotte's uh, Rhea. I, I loved their WrestleMania match so, so much. And I know that a lot of people didn't like it because Asuka didn't win, but I never thought Asuka was winning, so that didn't surprise me much. But I just thought it was a banger. Mm. This, I thought, was tedious. Yeah. Uh, well wrestled, but nothing really to sink your teeth into. Near the end, Asuka misses the mist because Bianca just sort of steps back and they go a bit longer. And then Asuka mists her own fingers, gets hoisted up for the KOD, and she gouges Belair's eyes with the mist. And that leads to the finish and Asuka yeah. wins. She just gives her a little like limp kick and, and pins her clean. Well, <laughs> not clean, but you know, she got a mist in her eyes. Yeah, just like it's, I don't know, this actually did nothing for me. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the result does, but the finish yeah. in the match. Mm. Yeah, I think the finish in the match does little for me. I, th I, th I thought it was a very clever finish, but the, the actual result does little for me. I'm excited to see what you can do with Asuka, but I don't hold a lot of... And you know what? I'm actually going to have optimism on this one. I think that it could be good. It hasn't been in the past, but I think it could be good this time. But it's just, I, you put the belt back on Asuka and you ended this, this, this quote-unquote historic reign with nothing mm. because you didn't do a big story leading into this you didn't give Asuka loads of heat going into this to finally win the belt you just I just switched the belt I know Belair is a Triple H gal yeah but Ripley and Asuka feel like Triple H gals who are more in line with Triple H's tastes like like Rhea Ripley really is like modern day China right yeah so and, and she's into metal music yeah and Asuka you know, he had that great run under his guidance yep. in NXT. So I feel like Asuka could be could could have a really, really good run with the belt here. Like the, you know, the undefeated, never actually lost it, Empress of Tomorrow proper run that we all wanted for her 
when she originally got called up, as I imagine Triple H probably wanted when she originally got called up before she was fed to the great Charlotte machine. Well, you know, Charlotte has got to come back at some point. That should be the FTR's new finisher. <laughs> yeah, the Charlotte, the Charlotte machine. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Me too. I, I, well, do you know what? <clears throat> I hope something good comes out of this. Yes. Uh, after that, we had Natalia versus Ripley. Natalia's birthday. <laughs> what a birthday it was. This, this is brilliant. This is awesome. This, I'm, I'm so glad that Ali Gunther wasn't a squash because we got that great match and it saved the squash for this. Because really, going into this, I thought that would be reversed. Because I look at a Natalia title match, it happens all the time. And it's, you know, it's always seven minutes and it's always boring. <laughs> this was Natalia's best match I've ever seen. It probably really was. And she did nothing in it. She just got ragdolled around. <laughs> like Rhea beat her up, threw her into the stairs a couple of times, got her back in the ring, hit the riptide and won. And it was awesome. The official match time on Wikipedia is one minute, 10 seconds. However, I've seen people say it was actually one minute, nine seconds AKA 69 seconds. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it was great. It was a gif. Ripley was dominant. And then afterwards, Dominic came in. I liked how he asked permission if he could come over to celebrate. Yeah. And she's like, yes. The, uh, the celebration afterwards, I think, is what really helps. Because, like, what a duo they are mm. together. Like, Dom jumps up and he celebrates in Rhea's arms as they go, like, yeah. And Rhea's got my new favorite face in wrestling, which is just going, there. Yeah, yeah. She, just, she did it so many times. She's going, there. And it's brilliant. And yeah. it's so good. And Dom's like, like woohoo, mommy did it. And she's going, there. And then we're all at the ramp. And I'm like, Oh, give them all. Give give Dom money in the bank. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. I would love that. That's what I want. More than Jay, more than Cody. I want Dominic or Logan Paul. Yeah, Dominic or Logan Paul would be my picks. Like, I, I get the argument that you kind of really need to heat back up money in the bank because it hasn't had a good one since Seth. Mm. That was a long time ago. That was, you know, eight years ago. It's like, we need, we need a good one now. But no, I'm putting it on Dom because I think yeah. that'd be really <laughs> funny television. Although Logan Paul, now that Seth's got that belt... Oh, the rematch. That's mm. a really good show, actually. Yeah. And also, like, I, I was saying this yesterday. God, then you can have Logan Paul as World Heavyweight Championship. Well, this is what we and were saying. And he'd carry so, it on every YouTube vlog. This is what I was saying yesterday oh, at, the, at the watch party. But here's the brilliance of putting it on Logan Paul. He's having a, He has the Money in the Bank briefcase in all of his podcasts and all of his vlogs. The better thing is, though, he's never on TV. Which means when he does show up on TV yeah. with that briefcase, it's something huge. We're like, oh, no, oh, wow, what's what's this mean? Like, that is a sort of huge build you can do for it. And then you're right. He wins the world title. It's a great way to get the title on him. Yeah, you put the world title, and he's just there with the world title behind him in all of his vlogs and stuff like that. It is, like, might be the best thing you could do with that belt. That is, like... I know we had the the rock and wrestling explosion in the early 80s, but uh, as much as it pains to say, mainstream success-wise, having the influencer and wrestling connection now is a very smart and savvy way to go. I, Logan Paul's the pick. <sighs> Either him or Dom. Um, but yes, great stuff from Natalia and Ripley. And also great stuff from Cody versus Brock. This Which was, was the final match we'll talk about. Summed up brilliantly by someone who was in the crowd during this match who said it very loudly, this is so stupid and I love it. <laughs> so Cody comes down. He's got the, the cast because he has broken his arm. 
Yeah. Even though Triple H on Monday's Raw, right, was like, okay, we won't get the doctor to check you out. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let you fight. And then they, the, the story going into this was, oh, actually, they did just let the doctor check him out. And he has got a broken arm. And they're just going to let they're, it happen. Yeah, going to let him wrestle anyway. What? I don't want to... They look, went out of their way to explain the good version that makes sense where they're not going to let the doctor check him. This is the Cody-verse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I want a titanium cast on my That's arm. exactly it. He's walked in and been like... How can I get How it? can I implement this? Into my, what if I was cleared <laughs> and this is now a weapon that I can use? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a little America on there? <laughs> the fact that it was a titanium cast as well. <laughs> the Medal of Choice of Robot Wars. <laughs> it's This is what you have Cody Rhodes for. Mm. You don't have Cody Rhodes to do, <laughs> to do an athletic spot fest thing. No, you have Cody to do... All the John Cena storylines you did in 06 to 013 that everyone booed, but now they cheer. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun because, I mean, from an actual, like, face-heel dynamic, I loved it. Because Brock cheat you, you know, Brock cheated just in advance of the match where he broke Cody's arm. That's not cool. So Cody's got this huge disadvantage, and he turns it into an advantage. That's... That's like smart babyface classic hero storytelling. That thing that is your detriment, you turn into a positive to beat the big villain and slay the monster. Well, it didn't go that way, but it did for a bit. Uh, Brock took him to Suplex City, but then Cody started getting on top using the titanium cast as a weapon. Yeah, because of the adversity. He's going through the mm. adversity here. He's fighting against the odds. He's overcoming all obstacles. It, this is all of the John Cena storylines that we had. It's just now we like this one, so it's it's fine. And this, there's... I mean, look, I think people are going to want to talk about the finish of this match because it was really silly. I don't think it was silly. So, I, don't, I, I don't understand... Because um, you said that last night, and I Yeah, well, that, was, that was everybody's... Like, everyone in the building was like, that makes no sense because you're in an armbar. How did you pass out from an armbar? Like, you're pain. Well, yes, and, and so what people are going to reference is the uh, the Austin hmm. finish at WrestleMania. The difference there, Austin was pissing blood out of his forehead, and that was the loss of blood. Also, uh, it, you know, it was part of the reason why he passed out. But Cody was in this Kimura for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> that was and, a great, great elongated hold. Though. I was, I was like, oh, I might be getting a little too long on this one, oh, and, then, and, then, and then it went long, and I was like, oh, he was right, go longer, yeah. like go get, stay in that move for even longer, bud. And they did it a couple of times, and then eventually he did pass out from from the pain, and it did feel very silly, but mm. it's what I want from my Cody matches, mm. so I I I loved it. I said it was the perfect review. I heard of it. That was so stupid, and I loved it. Sports entertained, a hard sports entertained. Loved it. So yeah, overall, uh, easily the best Saudi show they've ever done. Every match was newsworthy and really enjoyable. Um, you know, Bel Air, Asker, there's an asterisk over it. Uh, an asterisk. An asterisk. I, I I gave it ninety six percent, which is the same amount I gave Clash. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe this is tainted by where we were. You know, we people said that to us um, yesterday, being like, yeah, Clash felt like it was ranked so highly because, as we said. 
I mean, we were watching it with like 150 mm. other like brilliant wrestling fans. We had a wonderful time. And I think maybe that's tied to my opinion on this. But Jimmy had a brilliant time yeah. with the show. I thought top to bottom, T to B, Asuka and Belair's tedious match notwithstanding, newsworthy finish. I just thought everything on this card was great. And you take out night two, or, and just parts of night two of WrestleMania 39. What a streak of pay-per-views this is, WWE are on. This is the Triple H formula. Mm. TV is so missable it's it, it's mostly boring it's usually forgettable and not worth your time but the pay-per-views are incredible that was what he did with nxt yeah. for five years really tedious tv and incredible takeover and that's what he's doing on the now he's got the book in charge of the main roster tv that is just it's three out of five every week and then a five out of five pay-per-view and i don't mind it and it's working as well. It's working, TV man. ratings, merchandise sales. It's it works. very hot right now. Because if you just stay at the same level, mm. if you you don't have to go up or down, you stay at the same level, you just you're fine. Uh, let's get into your oozy chats. Uh, for the rest of the show, please. Last call for Usi Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Power Packers 90, been a member for 21 months. So Roman not defending his two belts closes over the world what? heavyweight belt. Totally not the B plus consolation prize. Lols, I agree with SRS post show. Uh, FTF, no. Forgot what that stood for. Yeah. I haven't heard that for a while. But you, um, yeah, I, when you have that bloodline angle, you then can't close with the world heavyweight title. But uh, that's, but that's all. Like, and this is, hey, look, I don't want to sound like the bastion of always being right, but hmm. I, I usually am in these sorts of things. This is the problem with having two world titles. One of them cannot feel bigger than the other, or even on the same level as the other. Thirty-five, Antonio. It just dawned on me. What if this cozy Cody redemption story is tied to this full? Oh, it's tied to this fall of the bloodline story. We're seeing right now. And both end with Cody facing Roman alone at WrestleMania. We've had that a few times. Mm. Uh, Cody finally finishes story by delivering the final blow to Roman reigns and putting the head of the table character out for good. Also happy Bianca lost and hope they finally give an edge, not Adam Copeland to her character because she desperately needs something new. By the way, shame on Luke for hating cheese and kids. Yeah. I don't know where that, the second bit came from. <laughs> Famously. Yeah, famously, yeah. Famously a DAD. <laughs> um, my, my problem there, I think, at 35 Antonio is, I, I think if you if we're, we're beating Roman and we're ending this character, I feel like it has to end with one of the bloodline mm. now. And I, and I thought you would, I thought that's what they were going to do. Cody wins the belt to Mania, and then you have Jay, Jimmy, and Solo destroy the, the head of the table character just without the, the belts. Mm. I, I don't think Cody ending this storyline is now the satisfying conclusion to this character. Will Campbell. Hey guys, one of my favourite things about the whole weekend was WWE putting up the vlog of Sammy finally being able to make the pilgrimage to Mecca. He was so beside himself and was so relieved, overjoyed, that he was able to make the trip. Loved that a lot. Yeah, really well done. Mm. Uh, John Wick, 1GM. Uh, hopefully with Asuka winning the title, it can go into a storyline where she can just Constantly cost Belair chances at the title due to injury or just constant interference in her matches, so she can't fight Asuka again until Royal Rumble or something. Built to that WrestleMania rematch. Hot tag. 
Uh, Matt Hennessy says, I do believe Roman beating Cody at Mania was the right call. I think come Mania 40, you get Cody versus Roman without the bloodline, a chief without a tribe. Uh, Triello Marcus says, hey, I hope you all had a lot of fun yesterday, but the important question, are you going to do a watch party for Money in the Bank? Hmm. That's an interesting idea there. Huh. What if we, what if we did do a, do a watch party for uh, Money in the Bank? What if we actually announced to everyone in attendance at last night's watch party that we are doing a watch along party Whoa. for Money in the Bank at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery on July 1st? July 1st. Yeah, I think yeah, so. July 1st. Uh, tickets for that will be going on sale next week. Uh, however, those who were in attendance last night were getting, are getting a 24 hour early oh. access priority uh, signing up to get their tickets first. Um, so yeah, tickets will be going on sale for that event next week. We've got a pre-sale. Look at us. I, I'm, I'm learning from the best. Uh, an unknown username. Please do let our moderators know in the chats. They say, hi, it's Manic. Oh, it's, it's Manic mm. here. Uh, thanks for being such amazing host yesterday, making time to meet everyone even when you were live. Where did WWE go from here? Thanks for all the content, lads. Oh, thank you for coming along, Manic. Uh, where did WWE go from here? I think we've answered a lot of that already. Uh, but yeah, more Bloodline stuff. It's the hottest stuff in the company. Um, on that note as well, um, you know, people meeting people even when they were live. Uh, just as we started going on air, someone took a, a selfie over their shoulder with us in the background while we were on air. And I was like, hmm, bit cheeky. <laughs> she was very funny though. Um, Ross Meltsby says, "Thanks for hosting the viewing party last night. Me and my mate had a blast and met some great new friends. I plan to meet up again for all in. Oh, awesome! Thanks, Luke, for the handshake in the chat, and sorry, Ollie, for bothering you at the bus stop. <laughs> I was a tad drunk. I know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Jaunty Peacock says, "What a pleasure to meet you all at the watch along party oh. yesterday. Such fun to talk to uh, talk Luke's DAD outfit, Tempest mask, and reminisce about eggs with Ollie. I told you, I told you about that person. We were just talking about yeah. eggs." <laughs> the show was cracking to uh, the show was cracking too nice uh perfect length great variety for the matches so it never got boring three hours 17 minutes that pay-per-view no pre-show that's the way to do it uh jay patel has been a, has become a member who says thanks for the great night chaps i came all the way from leeds mm. can't wait for double or nothing Forget, i keep forgetting that's tonight yeah Looking forward to it. We're not doing it. Uh, Mr. Toff 2 says, Thanks for a great night, guys. It was amazing watching the show with everyone. It definitely made the show last night a higher caliber than I was expecting. It made to feel welcome, and I made some new friends there as well. I'm looking forward to the next one. I love how many people made new friends. Yeah, a lot of people came up to us to say, like, I came here on my own. Mm. Um, but I'd, I'd sent an email out, like, beforehand to be like, if you go on your own, you'll be fine because there'll be loads of other people. Just walk up to people and just like introduce yourself. And if not, I'll be your mate mm. and you'll have a great night. So many people came up to me being like, I was really nervous about coming to my mm. own, but I've now made some really good friends. Yeah. And like, we've exchanged numbers. We're going to be meeting up for more wrestling events. So that's great. That's, that's exactly great. what you want to hear. Gaz Gengar says, lads, thanks for last night. It was awesome. All the evening with the other Wrestle Talk fans watching King of the Ring. I mean, <laughs> Night of Champions. Brilliant. Uh, Alamac K says what I love about the bloodline angle was that each brother is trying to protect the other brother in their own way Jimmy wants to protect Jimmy from Roman's wrath while Jimmy wants to wants them to be free from Roman also I think Rudy Charles will be the <laughs> one to dethrone Roman push Rudy finally it's a storyline that Ollie Davis can get on board oh, yeah. with we've all been looking in the wrong direction <laughs> for who beats Roman Reigns uh, Christopher says sorry for going off topic here but I want to let you guys know that the tag team championship match for NXT Battleground is not showing up on the Wrestle League predictions much love that was, there's a reason for mm. that it was announced later than we 
we were worried that people would miss out on doing it. So because people had already submitted their Wrestle League predictions and then the match got confirmed, we didn't want people to be missing yeah. out on it. So we, just, we opted not to have it. So, but thank you very much. Uh, and Scott Young says, do we get a bloodline four-way at some point? I mean, that would be really fun at some point. You know, like how eventually we got the shield triple threat. Uh, be weird with Jimmy and Jay. I, I've got no interest in Jimmy and Jay wrestle each other. But yeah, def- definitely, definitely. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's interesting, for, certainly on paper. Mm. Be really into that. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever so much, everybody who's chatted in and become a member and who joined us live last night. It was a real pleasure to meet you all and very humbling, mm. humbling experience. Uh, but yes, stick around, press subscribe because later today we've got Luke's news going live on Wrestle Talk with more on the bloodline twists and turns that are reported to happen going forward. And then live reactions to AEW Double or Nothing tonight with Tempest and Adam Blompier. And then tomorrow, Ollie Davis will be back in this studio reviewing Double or Nothing with the truth, the Professor Dan Layton, who was a gnat dick away from winning the Jam That <laughs> Championship last night. Yeah. Lost out by one, one point. So, yeah, he'll be doing the review tomorrow for Double or Nothing. So please do uh, enable notifications to know when we go live with all of that stuff. Until then, I've been going D-A-D. That's been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.